Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Love What Matters presents Your Story is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Colin Balfe, founder and CEO of Love What Matters, and welcome to Love What Matters presents Your Story. Each week, we'll hear an incredible story of compassion, kindness, and above all, love. It's really, really hard to put into words the, what, what I was feeling, but being able to see their reaction for me was everything that I went through, everything that, that happened from the day I stepped foot into that university to that day of that photo shoot, everything didn't matter. What mattered was that moment. What mattered was their reaction. What mattered was that we had a moment as a family, a happy moment, because as a family, we've been through so much. And I think for me, being able to give them that completely, completely erased what I had given them earlier, which was a sense of disappointment, a sense of sadness, a sense of, you know, of never, never going to get my education. And I completely erased that with that moment. That's 25-year-old Hans Muhika from Mission, Texas. The moment he's describing came after years of hard work and total dedication to one goal, graduating college. In 2012, after being suspended from his university for poor grades, Hans found himself reckoning with his parents' deep sense of disappointment in his failure, especially since they valued higher education in their children above all else. Despite his academic setbacks, Hans decided to continue on with school and to do whatever it took to get a college degree, both for his parents and for himself. You know, uh, my parents was, you know, the traditional Mexican-American parents. They never got the opportunity to continue their education for whatever reason it was for work or taking care of the family. So every time that we were, you know, we, we would behave bad or, or you know, had those little miscues in, in school. Our parents were very, 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 um, you know, adamant about us going to the university and making sure that we were correct with our grades and everything was going in line because, you know, they would always tell us, uh, I always wanted to study. I always wanted to go to the university. But it never ended up happening for them. So that's the only thing that I ask for you is to go to the university, get your degree. They would always tell us ultimately this degree and this education is not for us. It's for you to be able to succeed in the future. Hans enrolled in university right out of high school, but had trouble with the transition. What had gotten him through high school wasn't necessarily going to work at the university. Well, when I was in high school, I think I can pretty much say that I wasn't the, the greatest student out there, but I was always involved in extracurricular activities such as uh, sports and dance so I think it, in high school, what motivated me to continue my education was dance. Dance was always a big part of my life, and it still is a big part of my life now. So I transferred the, the passion and, and the energy that I put into dance, uh, into my academics. And I think that's what helped me get through high school and what uh, ended up leading me going to, to the university as well. I graduated 2012 from the high school and uh, got in that same fall semester, which was in 2012 as well. 
and it's pretty difficult once you get into the to the university because it's you're pretty much on your own. You're basically on your own. You know, in high school and in, in in grade school, I guess you can call it. Um, they're always like, you know, remember to do your work and remember you need to turn this in and all that stuff. So I guess we were used to that. And going into the university, it's a it's a whole different atmosphere, a whole different culture. You study on your own. You turn in the assignments on your own. You know, ultimately, it's your decision if you're gonna end up passing or not in the classes. And I think that was pretty much my downfall as far as going into the university the first couple of years. I was there. I would attend class, and the thing is, I guess I just wasn't motivated enough to be, you know, paying attention and, and go to go to the library and study and do all of that. So I think ultimately that was my downfall as a student, not being prepared enough to be able to be on my own because I kept the same the same routine that I did in high school into the university and it didn't work out too well for me. Without motivation or incentive to succeed in those classes, Hans' grades slipped until he eventually was suspended from college. Well, surprisingly, I wasn't really too upset about it at first because here where, where I'm from, we don't, you know, make it in the university or make it through the higher education. We usually, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out and we either go work somewhere or try to make some money some other way. But, you know, so I wasn't really too disappointed at first. I, I figured I can just end up getting a, you know, manual labor job and trying to make some money somehow. But in, in a Mexican-American household, whenever you receive uh, letters, your parents open that first before they get to you. So that's pretty much how they ended up finding out. But you know what? The disappointment came after my mom found that letter. I wasn't even going to tell my parents that I got suspended. I was just going to say, you know what? The school's not for me. I'm not, I'm not, not going to go anymore. But they received the letter first, even though it was addressed to me. And uh, since my parents do not read English, they asked me to translate it. And they told me, what, what does this letter mean? And I pretty much told them I have pretty much flunked out of the university and I got and I got suspended. Usually my parents are really, really vocal when when they want to express their, you know, their anger or whatever, disappointment, stuff like that. But I think my mom's silence was the one that really got me. She's a woman that expresses her feelings very well, but she only had a few words for me. And what she told me was, you had one job to do, which was to get your education. And you couldn't even do that. And she turned around and she walked away. Like the look that she had, I, I, it completely overwhelmed me and it completely, you know, disappointed me because I knew I was, I just disappointed my parents. And I told my son since that very day that I was gonna, I wasn't gonna do anything to make my mom feel like that or make my parents feel like that because the look that she gave me was completely, completely blank. And I think that's what motivated me to go back to the university. I didn't want to see my parents like that anymore. I assumed they were going to react the way they usually react when, you know, when we misbehave or, you know, they find out something that we're not supposed to be doing. But I think it was a lot worse, the fact that she didn't react the way she did it. And it was more of a disappointment rather than an anger. And that, that, that was, for me, was uh, what completely broke me, honestly. My father's reaction was pretty much the same way as my mom. He just found out a little bit later. He's the rock of the family, so it's it gets it takes a lot for him to be disappointed and it takes a lot for him to, you know, be able to cry and be able to do all of that. And the fact that his son was flunked out of college and wasn't gonna tell them completely broke him and he actually stopped talking to me for a couple of days. I, you know, intended to do some conversation with him. He just wouldn't talk to me. And that's pretty tough for a kid, especially at, at the age of like 19, I think it was 19 or, or 20, uh, you know, looking for parents' approval and parents' support for, you know, try to guide them and to not have it. It's really, it's really sad. More with Hans after a quick break. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Love What Matters. It was an emotional time for Hans and his family. Seeing his parents' reactions to this news jolted Hans, because the last time he had seen such sadness on their faces was years before, when tragedy struck their family. I was in my senior year of high school. It was October 24th, 2011. My older brother, he was 21 at the time, and we opened the door to a detective. It was about 4, uh, 4.20 in the morning, and they let us know that my brother had just passed away in a car accident. As a 17-year-old and having a little sister as well, you know, and him being my older brother, it was just complete chaos that morning. And it was, it was a sense of shock. It was a sense of, you know, sadness and sorrow and, and disappointment. And there was just a lot of things going on that morning. And I remember my mom's face after she stopped crying and it was just a blank stare. It was just like, a, like she couldn't believe it. It was the exact same expression that my mom gave me when she found out I was suspended. And it hurt me completely because it was me. It was, it was her son, the one, the one that's alive, the one that's trying to better himself, the one that's still here. And I was the one that made her feel that way and look that way and express herself that way. And for me, it was just an overwhelming feeling because we had just gone through a, a very, very, you know, tough hardship as a family. And obviously, you know, my suspension doesn't compare to losing a loved one and losing your older brother and losing your son, but it was right there. For me, being the person that made her feel that way, I completely felt overwhelmed and sad because I was the one that made her feel that way. And when I saw that, I told myself that I wasn't gonna do anything else to make her feel the way that uh, she felt that day. Hans kept that promise to himself and re-enrolled for the summer semester. This time, he knew what he had to do. I actually visited the library for the first time at the university, so that was a big plus. Um, I had never been to the library or I had never actually studied for an exam. It was a really big change. Like I felt, I felt like it was one of those movie-type plots where you know, you get down, but you get back up again. As cheesy as that sounds, that's exactly what happened. When you get suspended from the university, you have to sit out a semester. They take away all your financial aid. And then if you want to come back, you can. You have to pay your own way and you have to come back the semester following your suspension. That day, I told myself that I was going to do whatever it took so I can get back. I was just a completely different person. I was asking questions in class. I stayed after school. I stayed after class. I went to the library. Hans was keeping his grades up participating in his classes, and beginning to enjoy school. However, there was one major setback about to come. He was paying for everything out of pocket. And soon enough, the financial pressures caught up to him. The first year that I, that I went back to the university after the suspension, I was paying out of pocket because I couldn't even apply for loans either. The loans that they give you, it's still part of the financial aid. So I, since I couldn't apply, since I was trying to get back into good standing, I couldn't apply either for loans. So all of that that I paid was coming out of pocket. You know, I had a pretty decent job. So I was able to pay my first, I want to say my first year. But after that, it's super, super expensive. And I just ran out. I ran out of money uh, in the first year. And I was actually doing good. I was, you know, I, I was getting A's and B's. My GPA was going up but I reached the point where I just couldn't pay anymore. It was either go to school and, you know, not have any money 
or keep working and 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 try to pay you know my uh, the bills and try to help out at home as much as I possibly could. I ended up leaving uh, the university to go look for another job. So I was pretty much in debt for about five thousand dollars for that semester, and I was working at a local bank at the time. I had a couple friends working up in North Texas. Um, they were working refineries and and oil rigs and stuff like that. So. Uh, I called up one of my buddies and let him know my situation. And he told me, you know, let me look for you up here. And within a matter of two weeks, he said, I got a, I got a spot for you. All you got to do is come up here. And I ended up leaving my job here at the local bank. I left school as well in good standing this time. And uh, I ended up working up up north there for a few months to be able to get a hold of that money and, and be able to come back to school. So Hans stepped out of his comfort zone and headed to North Texas for a job that would challenge him in ways he wasn't expecting. I had never done anything with manual labor. I, I, what I did was I went to go work in, in the scaffolds uh, in North Texas. And it was, it was a really, really different experience for me because, like I mentioned before, I've never done anything manual labor and never been out to work to work outside. I mean, I was one to start sweating immediately when I would, you know, just go cut the grass outside my house. So imagine being outside for 12 hours a day, seven days a week in the summer, in the Texas summer as well. But you know what? It wasn't a a great experience for me because it it humbled me as a person. And I see what I didn't want to do, what my life would be like if I didn't have my education, what my life would be like if I ended up leaving, if I chose to not continue my education. And it was a really, really crazy experience in the sense that I am really, really uh, terrified of heights, uh, completely, completely and utterly terrified of heights and getting a job as a scaffold builder or scaffold helper. In, in North Texas, it's really not the best job to have if you're afraid of heights, but it was something that I had to do. And, and the stuff that we would do, the stuff that these people out there every single day put their lives on the line to, you know, build these, these structures, it's crazy. It's really, really, and my respects and my thoughts go out to them because they, they really, uh, they work hard out there to further money. I had a couple of friends that they said, you know what, once you see the money coming in, you're not going to want to go back to school. Uh, you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of money you're gonna get a lot of hours you're gonna get all this overtime pay you're gonna want to stay there you're not even gonna think about going back to school and i was like maybe that worked out for you but you have to have a really strong mentality and really strong uh mental abilities to be able to see the money coming through and still be able to continue your goal that you had in mind and that's something for me that i did i as soon as i got saw the money it was uh, the crazy amount of money that uh, that i was receiving and within a month and a half, I think it was not even a month and a half. I think it was less than a month. I had the money to pay off what I already, uh, what I owed to the university. So I figured I have the money. I already paid it off. I might as well just stay here this rest of the summer to continue to gain money and, and save some money up so I can get back and pay the school. More on Love What Matters right after a quick break. I'm Colin Balfe. Welcome back to Love What Matters. With a triumphant realization he'd saved enough money to return to school, Hans decided to put a plan into motion to thank his parents. He wanted to be able to surprise them on his college graduation day. Once I figured out that I can actually do this and I could actually pass my classes, it started that day. And so it was a year's, it was years worth of, of planning. And I already knew that I was graduating that semester, but my parents didn't know. And of course, you know, like like any other parent, then when you're graduating, what's ha- what's happening, what's going on? I told them that uh, I knew I was already graduating, but I told them I don't know yet. I still need to go get advised. I think I'm missing some classes from the time that I got suspended, and you know, I just came up with some random stories every every other time that they asked me. I came up with a different story every single time. 
But of course, you know, they believed me because, uh, well, they knew that, you know, I was in and out of school. So they, they, they knew that I was going to take a while. I decided to tell them that I needed a, a photo shoot to, to represent my family for one of my psychology classes to see, you know, how we've evolved as, you know, as a family from when we were kids to now. And, you know, just to see the common traits that we have. Uh, I don't know how I ended up coming up with that story, but that came out that came out on the spot. So I told them, you know what, I need to have a photo shoot. But the only thing is that we need to be, you know, dressed, you know, in your Sunday's best, preferably want to be in white. Uh, you know, so I came up with all this uh, theatrics so we can do a photo shoot. Already, I already knew that I was going to record it and I was going to have a letter written for them. And one of my buddies that uh, dances with me at the university, he's a photographer. So he ended up helping me out with that. My ex-girlfriend, uh, she was the one that took care of the video. And it was just a matter of getting them there, doing the photo shoot. And then I was going to disappear for, you know, a couple moments to say that I was going to change my shirt because I was going to do some solo shots. And then that was their cue to, you know, give them the letter and start recording and all of that. The video Hans made of the surprise reveal went viral. Currently, more than half a million people watched as Hans' parents cried tears of joy as they realized their son is finally a college graduate. It was definitely worth it. All those six years that I put in the long nights of studying, the uh, staying late at the university, studying during my rehearsal time from dance, just, uh, just the hours, the amount of hours that it takes to get a degree, it's, it's insane. And it was worth it. Every single time that somebody asked me, why would you go through that? I'm a living proof of why it's worth it. It's worth it because you get to see your parents' reaction when you walk across the stage. It's worth it because when you get your degree in the mail, it says your name on it. It says the university's name. Being the first one in my family to say that, I think it's, I think it's an amazing feeling. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate to me when I say being able to have a degree, it's just something that you know, you feel proud of, you embrace everything, all those disappointments, all those approvals, all those accomplishments, all those fears were worth it. That moment when I walked across the stage, that moment when I hugged my family, that moment when we took the picture, everything, every single moment was worth it. You can never do right or wrong that you did in your life. It's just, it's just the past. But being able to see that and me knowing that I gave that to my family, to my mom, to my dad, to my sister, setting an example for my sister as well, you know, to continue her education. For me, it was the best feeling ever. I think it's something that I'm never going to forget and I'm going to take, take with me till the day I die. Putting in the work to graduate college changed Hans's outlook on life. His story of perseverance in the face of obstacles continues to inform his studies and his work. His degree has opened up a new world and he has big plans for his future. Whatever happens in your life, you're the person that's going to either make it better or make it worse. You choose how to handle that negativity. You choose how to handle adversity, and it's going to define your character tomorrow. And I'm living proof of how that can happen. I'm currently a teacher now. I'm a teacher at a local school district. What I learned and what I've been through, I try to instill that in my students. I think uh, me being able to do that for them, because I never had that. All of my students, they all have a different background, different lifestyle, different home style. And I think for them to see that somebody from their same demographics and somebody from their same hardships can pull through and go to university and get their degree and become somebody in their life, I think they need to see that so they can be like, I can do this too. Criminal justice major, I have a minor in psychology. I am currently a dance teacher and I'm going to go back for my master's somehow. Han sees himself as proof it's possible to change the course of your own life. That with a little motivation and a lot of hard work, you can do anything you set your mind to. Teach a dance class, 
climb an oil rig, even with the fear of heights, give your parents the surprise of a lifetime, and even graduate college. No matter what it is, and for me it was education, but no matter what it is, you know, it, it can be the smallest thing. Getting that job or getting into school or, gra- or buying that house, buying that car, whatever it is that, that you're trying to get to, how you take that situation is going to make you or break you. And I've always said that there's so much negativity, there's so much adversity that we have in our lives, but it's what you do with that negativity that defines your character tomorrow. And I think that's a very, very important message that everybody needs to learn. Because no matter what happens to you, no matter how many times you get knocked down, no matter how many times life is telling you, no, you're not going to be successful. This is your pattern and this is your destiny. You are in charge of your own destiny. You are in charge of your own path to success. Thanks for listening today. I hope you heard something that inspires and empowers you. For more stories like this one, check out lovewhatmatters.com. This podcast is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Colin Balf. The Love What Matters Presents Your Story podcast is produced by Miranda Hawkins and me and mixed by Josh Thane. Emily Marinoff is our engineer and Aaron Kaufman is our editor. Editorial oversight by Miranda Hawkins and me with help from Emily Marinoff and Juliet Miller. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Kevin Balf, Chris Balf, Wilson Garrett, Red Seat Ventures, and Craig Kitchen. You can find more inspiring stories at lovewhatmatters.com. We'll see you next week.